0: You want to milk it in.
1: Greetings, milksters. Uh, like bad clichés and bosses, uh, you wait for one for ages and two come along at the same time. Uh, only yesterday we put out episode 21, and now we've got another mini-milk sitting here waiting for you to listen to. Um, this is a isolated section of Boo and myself discussing this year's WrestleMania and this year's Hall of Fame ceremony and our opinions on it. Uh, it runs about 40 minutes, but half hour 40 minutes, um, so it was a bit long to tag on the end of the episode that was already 90 minutes long that we put out yesterday. Uh, plus it gives people a chance if you're not into wrestling then you can ignore this one and uh, hang around for uh, episode 22 which will be coming your way very soon Um, as always thanks for listening and enjoy the show I want to celebrate So you probably saw on our uh, our Milky Facebook page uh, last week that we had a very different intention of what we were going to do. The last episode was episode 20, which we split across uh, two because it was a big old recording session that we were doing to celebrate the fact that we'd made it to 20 episodes. Can you imagine 20 episodes? Um, So episode 21... Well, we're going to do a uh, what we call a mini-milk, which is where we get people together and we we discuss stuff because it was WrestleMania week and that was uh, one of the biggest weeks uh, for geeky wrestling fans like ourselves. Uh, The idea being that we'd have a bit of a chit-chat about the Hall of Fame, we'd talk about WrestleMania, we'd follow the fallout that was on the Raw afterwards and everything else. Um, Those in the know, and especially those people, obviously what you heard at the beginning of the episode, if you didn't know before... um, that on the day after the Monday Night Raw on the Tuesday uh, the Ultimate Warrior died who happened to be the headliner from the Hall of Fame made an appearance on WrestleMania and was also on Raw to uh, cut a very what seems now eerie promo Um, we didn't really think it was appropriate for a few of us to get together and dick about laughing about WrestleMania when that was kind of in the air it didn't seem a, a very cool thing to do so we nixed that and we said right what we'll do once some time's gone past we're now sort of a week after the events uh we can reflect on it just boo and myself and we would include it at the end of uh, episode 21 so that's what we're going to do if that's okay with you Booley.
0: that's fine with me mr david i love them.
1: Ready and waiting. Oh, okay, I think it seems like I say the most appropriate thing for us to do, and um, you know, and absolutely no disrespect meant for, for anything that we say where it sounds like we might be taking the piss. Uh, we certainly wouldn't uh, mean any uh, offence by anything that we say here on the Milking it podcast apart from quite a few things. Um, okay, so WrestleMania weekend is the biggest weekend for wrestling, it has genuinely become from where it started even well, to be fair even from a few years ago it's now become this huge huge deal people go and they you know spend ridiculous amounts of money um, we had a couple of people in fact who are friends of ours on the the milky website who were who were there um, thoroughly enjoyed their time got to see the hall of fame got to see wrestlemania said it was absolutely brilliant um, we will be talking to a couple of those uh, over the next couple of weeks just to kind of get their opinions of of, the, of uh, how they enjoyed themselves Um so we'll start with the Hall of Fame. So the Hall of Fame happens on the Saturday night of uh, WrestleMania. It was all in New Orleans this week, uh, this week, this year. Um, and it was a, a kind of eclectic uh, Hall of Fame, really. I mean, we, we won't spend too long going over every single person, but th- there was a couple of people there that I thought were interesting, a couple of people who turned out to be little less so. Um, No knock on them whatsoever. They've done something that I could never do. However, um, it's questionable as to how they they laid out the evening, especially in terms of the the timings and stuff. Um, Your overall views of the Hall of Fame this year?
0: Um, I enjoyed it. I really wish Lita would just shut up at various points of her
1: speech.
0: She just rambled on and on and on. Um, Not as badly as the celebrity guest, uh, Mr. T.
1: (laughs) Yes, um, we're all a Scott big Hall, fan of his mother.
0: <laughs> Scott Hall was not given nearly enough time to
1: talk. I no. wanted to hear a lot more from the bad guy. Yeah, but I, I thought he used that time very well. And I, I, out of all the people that did the introductions, I mean, obviously DDP was, was good, but he's a... I was going to
0: get on to that next, year.
1: Yes. Okay, sorry, I'll... I'll, I'll no, 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 out. totally. But, no, no, but totally Kevin Nash, talking. I can... Uh, I, as much of a dick as Kevin Nash is, and I've heard so many different stories about him... I could listen to the guy talk for hours. I think he's got that kind of engaging tone and that he's got stories to tell. And, it, you know, he's been there, done it, made the money, walked away a success story. Um, but yeah, him introducing Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, was just brilliant. Sorry, anyway, I was interrupting you. No, no, no totally.
0: Yeah. So
1: kind of those were the
0: what I call the the
1: kind of minor ones that I
0: wasn't so into. I, I, Scott Hall's was cool, don't get me wrong, but yeah. um, I, kind of the, the two main ones for me, uh, first of all, was, of course, Jake's um, mm. DDP. Fantastic introduction. Absolutely brilliant. And, yeah. And the crowd should have been chanting. Thank you, Dallas, the whole time. I mean, the guy has done wonders for these people, for, for these mm. guys who basically the rest of the world have given up. on. I, I could easily have written Jake off a long time ago. And, I, yeah. you know, he, it is what it is. It, it, it's a stat, You know, His story is well established. Then Vince going to the Hall of Fame and I just kept on thinking, what is he going to say? He's going to he's going to curse. He's going to say something rude. And there was definitely a dirty <laughs> o- uh, undertone to his entire speech.
1: Yes, Some, and, yeah, very much. Well, so. Unquoted, <laughs>
0: David. What do you do to the crowd?
1: Uh, I think didn't he say masturbate their emotions? Masturbate
0: their emotions. Wank mm. their feelings. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, really interesting speech. Yeah, he's. It um, so. he, he was kind of sad to see him in that state, but not. But much better to see him in that state oh, than in some yeah. of the states he's been in previously.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you can tell the guy's lost a lot of weight and he's obviously in a much better position after his surgery and stuff. And To be fair to him, he, he went through an operation to remove cancer, what, like three, four weeks ago? It's not a long time for him to have recovered uh, from that. That operation, but I I was very proud of him in terms of what he's done, and you know I'm extremely proud of DDP. And as much as he gets knocked for being sort of a self promotional kind of guy, you've got to be in this day and age. You can't you know you can't not take any opportunity to do that. And um, I understand they've been recording a documentary about Jake Roberts and Scott Hall's sort of progress going through the DDP yoga and the accountability crib and all that kind of stuff. Um, And the end scene is. were allowed to use any footage they wanted to from that Hall of Fame stuff so that it is a storybook ending in terms of that story I hope it continues I really do he seems to be in a great place and it it was really touching some of the scene like seeing his family there seeing his kids there when you know it's well documented, the, yeah. Of the history yeah, of that, I really.
0: was going to say his troubles are very well known to everybody. Yeah, so it's absolutely. nice to see someone come out of that state. Um, and then, of course, onto the main event, um, mm. the warrior. Sorry, I, I, just a quick mention: uh, Carlos Colon's. Um, it was fine. It was nice seeing. Uh, it was nice seeing. Um, oh man, Carlito there. Excuse Carlito me. was
1: very funny. I I must admit his. His comments, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people in the back that would have taken it that he was knocking the World Wrestling, Feder- uh, World Wrestling Federation. Man, it's... The World Wrestling
0: Federation! It's, it's, uh, it's, it's the, all gone. Very
1: State. mean cheese. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he was obviously having a bit of a, a knock. And when he said their time had been cut, it was like, I've never left. I just thought that was a perfect little... Because yeah, the, the crowd there, we've, we've said before, the crowd at the Hall of Fame are smart, quote-unquote, wrestling Mainly
0: fantasy. but it always appears that they're mainly British. Uh, it yes. It seems to be, <laughs> it seem it a seems lot, be yeah. the Hall of Fame, WrestleMania, and the roar after WrestleMania seems to be like a Brit invasion. Mm.
1: But then again, if you're going to go over and see it, then that's the time to do it, isn't it? You know, you, you want to be in that crowd. Um, before you, you do go on to the main event, um, I just want to very quickly mention Paul Bearer's induction. Very, in one of his sons awesome.
0: looked very unhappy to be there, and the other one wasn't.
1: The, one of his sons and it, I suddenly turned into my mother when he came on I was just like have some respect and stop chewing just d- d- numbing on this gum as he was stood there and the, yeah so the other guy. you're talking about the big lad aren't you well neither of them were fucking P.B. Okay. Herman
0: were they they were
1: both quite the smaller of the two Paul Bearer children
0: the one that did the oh yeah. yes seemed to have a bit more respect for the event than his other son
1: yes but there was no mistaking who their father was was that absolutely
0: not no they look like a pair of pringles to me
1: <laughs> well once you yeah obviously I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but oh, again i don't mean that with any disrespect to paul bearer because he was a great manager yeah, I, they. I, I, it was a bit of a yeah, an awkward moment with them. Kane was very good. I thought his his sort of induction speech was very interesting. Um, Kane's
0: uh, best spot of the evening though was getting Mr. T off the stage. Oh my god, that was so awkward, wasn't it? Was, uh, that that problem was was that a planned spot or not?
1: Because he just no, came out no, and he no, didn't say anything. No, not at all. It wasn't apparently. So, um, from the comments that were made afterwards, was that he was just running over because Lita had already gone over. Because they, they sort oh, of she needed
0: in. to shut up. I'm sorry, but there, the women in our in, in the our industry, excuse me, I'm on a podcast here. The women in the in the wrestling industry, yeah. Uh, she, I don't see it. There are women that were revolutionary, and I just don't mm. because she was doing the same stuff as the women in the indies at that point. Unfortunately for me, Lita was just another female wrestler that wrestled the same style that a lot of the women were wrestling at that time, and it's only because she was on the mainstream that she's regarded as anything other than you know. Just another, just another female worker and just another manager. I think, and Martin... a, and, and a female manager. It's been, and you can. I don't know whether this will go out, but it's widely known. She. F- yeah. You can cut that out. That's really not
1: yeah. My yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, think, for yeah. me, I I think I would have been happier, and I've said this to you. I sent you a message about this. I think the day after the, the Hall of Fame, um, I would have been happier if Luna Vashon had gone in this year. Dan, you mean she still hasn't? No, no, no.
0: That's madness, Dave. That is madness to put Lita in before
1: Luna. You know, I mean, you know I'm a big fan of Luna Vashan. Bloody hell, I've got a cat named after Luna Vashan because I got Luna, uh, my Luna, uh, literally two weeks after Luna Vashan had passed away and it felt the right thing to do. I loved her work with Goldust. I loved her stuff with Bam Bam Bigelow. I loved her stuff WrestleMania 9 when she came in and like battled against Sherry and there was a big pull-apart brawl because she just hadn't seen that kind of stuff. And So for me, Luna is one of those female wrestlers that I think had a massive massive influence on people when they got got into into wrestling at that point but um, yeah like I say so she went on far too long the Mr. T thing um, he started going on far too long I was like what are you talking about and it got to the point where the audience were taking the piss a little bit I think and he didn't realise because he's obviously not been in front of a wrestling crowd for a long long time that was very awkward Hogan was kind of looking a bit awkward in the front row there was a wonderful moment where they caught Jim Ross taking his phone out to check his tweets <laughs> halfway through it which I thought was very brave but uh, actually I'll mention something about that in a second um, but yeah it was it was just the Mr T thing for me I, there's been much better at least Drew Carey had the common sense to walk out go yep thank you very much I don't really deserve to be here but I'm really grateful of it thank you kind of go the guy didn't he didn't he didn't mention anything about wrestling at all it's like i'm sorry if you're there then oh and the the very quick note i'll make and again i might cut this out why not a uh, very quick note i'll make is that jim ross was on the front row so this is a guy that they fired at summerslam and he took the brunt of the rick flair thing who instantly i didn't really see that much wrestlemania weekend didn't really see any pictures thrown up of him or anything else at the, the Hall of Fame. But so he took the bro They haven't re-employed him. He isn't employed by the company, unlike people like Stone Cold who have an occasional contract, unlike Hulk Hogan who's on the front row and uh, alongside sort of, Triple H and all those others. Yet Jim Ross was on the front row. I thought that was a very interesting choice to have him there as a sort of... Uh, he's obviously still looked at as he's a legend, so he needs to be shown at WrestleMania. Sorry, and, and so the one last thing I wanted to say about the Hall of Fame before we,
0: before we get on to the subject of the Osmond Warrior. Mm. Why, when they were already running late, did they allocate any time to Jerry Lawler being gored in the testicles by a midget?
1: Yeah, those were some awkward little moments. Uh, even the bad news Barrett. Segment. It's like you just unnecessary. You drop those, get, you? Completely. He was going to get over on the roar after WrestleMania anyway. Bad Come news, on. bad news, Barrett, for me as well. And did this make any sense to you? And I thought about. I've watched this Hall of Fame a couple of times now. Back now, right? So he comes out, cuts a promo, grinning away like an idiot because he's supposed to be a heel. So there's no anger in it. He's just he knows he's taking the piss. The crowd are cheering, so he's smiling because he can't believe he's being cheered. So he cuts a promo then on all the WWE superstars and says that they will, this is as close as they'll ever get to the Hall of Fame because you're not worthy of ever going into the Hall of Fame. And you've got people like Big Show and um, like, oh, the loads of other uh, characters there just stood up cheering and smiling and laughing at him. And it's like, yeah, what, you're going, yeah, you- we're a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah he's right with yeah, shit. We don't Give have that man a fucking banana. right. You fucking idiots! He's just cut a heel promo on you, and Kofi Kingston's grinning away like a goon. Don't yes, man. Just yes, man. <laughs> I don't think he does that. No, that it does. it's anymore. a gimmick. It's a gimmick. But yeah, it's he's like... hiding a snake in a sugar cane tree. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. <laughs> I don't know. That just got to me. I just there's little things like that that just really wind me up as a wrestling fan. And I just thought, this guy's just come out to do, essentially, to try and get booze from the crowd. I don't know. Anyway, I, it just it just wound me up. But yes, so sorry, moving on to the main event of the Hall of Fame.
0: Yes, uh, moving on to the now sadly deceased Ultimate Warrior. Mm. One, it was shocking to everything the warrior would come back to business. But yeah. then if you know anything about Vince McMahon and his love of money, you mm. must know that everything trumps uh, personal um, feelings. And plus, time is a healer. I mean, this we are talking like 20, 25 years ago now, some of these dodgy business deals. It was really good to see the warrior back in that degree, but yeah. I'm worried that everyone was kind of forgetting what the man was like. as opposed, I, I, I mean, they're there to celebrate the character, the ultimate warrior, but mm. I think in doing so, you kind of let the guy off some of the stuff that he's done or said in the past, and I don't think that's always acceptable. But it is what it was. It was a really heartfelt speech. Um, it was he, a long speech. It was a long speech. It was a heartfelt speech. He basically broke down that, the uh, what was it, the self-destruction of the ultimate warrior. He yeah. buried that fuck. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and, and he got the crowd popping. So before Sight, knowing what happened afterwards, it's it was touching. It was. It was not it, a long it, yeah,
1: speech. It, it, it was a long speech. There were a couple of points where there was a natural end to his cadence and then he carried on for another 15 minutes and he just thought, Okay, yeah, I've, I've probably heard how much that you, you know, you, you liked working with this person and liked working with that person, liked the fact that he, he did give a proper good shout out to Randy Savage, and uh, it was very interesting the way that he dealt with Ted DiBiase. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's definitely worth going back and uh, and, and having a look at it. But uh, I know DiBiase has, has been very vocal about his opinions on the Ultimate Warrior over the years, uh, and I thought that. Uh, warrior as we should call him as opposed to uh, james helwig um dealt with that very well and and it was remained quite classy but i agree i think um history gets rewritten with with events like this and especially like you say with his his passing a couple of days later that unfortunately people are forgetting that he was an extreme patriot and very right-wing in some of his views um and unfortunately that's what happens when people die uh we 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 tend to forget those things um i I know i said to you earlier on the equivalent would be in hollywood if mel gibson dies and we get a load of tributes saying what a wonderful man he was and how everyone enjoyed working with him and actually he was quite a cool guy and we all got on with him yeah but he said one or two things that we probably wouldn't appreciate and yeah he was a bit of a <clears throat> tyrant but anyway we'll leave that there uh no disrespect meant whatsoever to the ultimate warrior but uh yeah i think you're very right in your opinion on that one so that took us from uh the hall of fame which was a it was overall a good night i agree with boo i think some people went on too long um i think they still don't quite have the format of the show right because I, I agree you don't need the comedy segments in between things um and i also think that if you're going to have celebrities in there then you need to vet their uh their speeches that they're going to do otherwise they will have a habit of droning on about the bible and their mother hello milksters your old pal and friend of the show moss man here off of 80s classic cartoon masters of the universe as you can imagine, I've had a lot of time on my hands since that cartoon finished and I've been aching to hear some quality, geeky podcast that rounds up all the news in a nice, tight package. Only thing is, we don't have iPhones. Oh, not after old King Randor fell out with Steve Jobs back in 92. Well, imagine my delight that now the Milking It podcast is available on Stitcher for Android users like myself stitcher.com has all the information Oh, I can't wait to tell Fisto it will be well made up
0: in a world gone mad in a world where nothing makes sense two loose cannons on the edge willing to do anything to get the job done and you know that was a totally insane tape show get your piss out
1: So that brought us to wrestlemania 30 so um i was quite lucky as i've said before i have the wwe network um so i settled down to watch wrestlemania live the first live wrestlemania i've watched since wrestlemania 18 which uh, seems like a world away now but yeah so it was i was i was concerned um i thought you know is it going to hold up the hall of fame streamed fine but admittedly i watched it the next day i didn't watch that live um but WrestleMania, I didn't have a single glitch through the whole event. Absolutely perfect HD stream through the whole thing. Just, And I have never known four hours. As, well, we'll get into the, some of the matches in a second. I've never known four hours of wrestling go so quickly i was yeah no it did did go quickly. i I was sat here i was you know i was tweeting people i was you know there were messages going back and forth between some of the milksers and ourselves and we were sort of getting involved in it and getting on board and people were putting stuff up on facebook and I've, i've just never been involved in that kind of social event surrounding wrestlemania it was just a lot of people tweeting stuff jr was doing stuff all the way through and putting his opinion out there and that was just that made it more fun for me um Okay, I'm going to name my match of the night. If you name yours, and then we'll break them down oh, uh, a little bit. Never think. Hold
0: on. Whoa. Uh... <laughs> okay, yeah, go on. I, I, I kind
1: of know what mine is. Okay, uh, my match of the night for WrestleMania 30 would be Daniel Bryan versus Triple H.
0: Okay, my top match of WrestleMania 30, purely because of the result and the reaction. Brock versus The Undertaker. Beast versus Streak. Wow. Okay.
1: Right, we'll, we'll we'll
0: get into that yeah, in a second. But, sorry, we'll get no, into it. I'm not, I'm not talking about quality of match because that to no, pieces no, no, no. quite quickly, but we will talk about this. So.
1: Yeah, that's right. No, I, I, I completely understand. I completely understand why you're picking that one. Um, okay, so uh, before the show, uh, it was the Usos uh, against Los Matadores, uh, the Real Americans and Ryback and Curtis Axel. Um, did you get to see the pre-show at all? I did watch the pre-show, yeah. Okay, um, I thought this was one of the better tag team matches I've ever seen at WrestleMania. I really it was a really good
0: multi-tag
1: match. Properly well thought out. It was up there with the sort of money in the banks in terms of planning and spots and everything. Just really enjoyed it. Perfect start to WrestleMania. Um, I would have quite happily have had them bump that onto the main show and put the Divas Championship Invitational on the pre-show. Um, but I can see why they did it because it got people excited and it was a proper way of getting the crowd into it straight away. They they all got on board for that.
0: No, totally. And um, not the result I was expecting either.
1: No, no, and they gave them time to do it as well. They gave them a good sort of 20 minutes to work through the match and they didn't rush it. There wasn't, you know, at any point, any of them could have won. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Well worth uh, checking out if you didn't get a chance to see see the pre-show. Um, first match on the, the main card after we had the normal WrestleMania sort of starting, the, the great video packages that they put together. Interesting enough, no one singing America the Beautiful this year. No sort of special guests Doing that, they did have musical guests there, but uh, no. Well, did one they think... have enough? Did they have
0: enough musical guests?
1: <clears throat> uh, they had two, didn't they? They had. Um... Oh no, no, they had. I know they had Randy Orton. Yeah, they had the Wyatt's.
0: They had... Yeah, was, they, they had like three. I thought they, had, to my memory, there was like three or four. Did someone not do Triple H's theme song?
1: No, no, um, no. Triple H was just normal, massive entrance with the green lasers, which looked stunning. Um, with this fucking this stupid golden helmet and Game of Thrones throne. All the, the young,
0: um, some of the young female wrestlers playing the the, the the women in waiters. Yeah, all the
1: the girls from NXT just suddenly putting on weird masks and hoping that people don't spot who they are. Um, but yeah, so there's the second um, the second act. Second act. The second show, um, match on the card was uh, Daniel Bryan against Triple H kicking it off. Obviously, the winner of this would go forward to be in the main event. Um, for me, it was match of the night. Loved it. Loved every single minute of it. This was Triple H at his best. I've knocked him many, many times as a performer, but I can't fault him. He made Daniel Bryan look like a credible performer. Daniel Bryan just performed at one of the highest levels I've seen him perform. Um, even, I can't even knock. Apart from her little tiny leather shorts i can't knock steph she was really good in this match um so i I thoroughly enjoyed this my match of the night i don't think anything beat that for for psychology and just the way that it it broke down
0: no no, it was i I thoroughly enjoyed it it was um it was one of those their opening with this moments as well we were all sitting there going it's the first match in a way it's only because it was so unexpected i thought there was going to be an opening match and then that match to set up the end of the show.
1: Oh, really? So I, I would, imagined that they would open with this. this. That wasn't a surprise for me, I think. I think because from a business
0: point of view, when you open that strongly, it's very hard to follow that act. Well, it is because the next
1: match, moving quickly on, is was The Shield versus Kane and the New Age Outlaws. Daniel Bryan and Triple H got 25 minutes, half hour. The Shield and, versus Kane and New Age Outlaws was over under three minutes. Which wow. and
0: and they still managed to injure Billy Gunn in that time. Yeah, that
1: was quite a, a bad one by the sound of it. But uh, they're they're kind of pretty much off TV now, I think. But and we're going back to Mask Kane. Brilliant! Can't wait for that. Sounds absolutely wonderful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so with all the enthusiasm there, Dave. No, no. I mean, I, hey,
0: Kane is best with the mask. I've, I've always thought that. But anyway, that, that's another discussion for next pay per view, I think. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, the next up was the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. That was awesome. Do you know what we haven't mentioned? Yet? Yes, sir. Was that the opening thing at WrestleMania wasn't Daniel Bryan versus Triple H? It was in terms of matches, but we had a 20 minute promo to open which was in the same ring, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, and Steve Austin, one of the greatest WrestleMania moments I've ever seen, and properly had me popping from my seat. Just, ah, brilliant. Apart from Hulk Hogan getting the name of the venue wrong. I was going to say, did you
0: notice that after that, after he made a Bully-style fuck-up in the middle of the ring at WrestleMania 30, uh, yes. he was the
1: brunt. It's in the editing. They could have edited it, but no. <laughs> I don't think they could. I, it was the look on Steve Austin's face when he took the piss and then like shook his hand, and like The Rock took the piss and like, gave him a massive hug, and it, Hogan was just like
0: yeah I know <laughs> <Looking> <laughs> hell, even even Hayman took the piss
1: next night yes oh, so good very very funny but yeah a, a great opening segment which I completely forgot about because it's, it's not written in my list I, I should have remembered that uh, but yeah very very good um, so yeah uh, match number four on the card was the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal it was supposed to be a 30 man battle royal um, where they all went for this massive Andre the Giant trophy thing that they decided to create everyone was trying to guess in the weeks going up to it as to what was going to happen, which one of these 30 men were going to win. Um, and then they actually brought in another man and made it a 31 man battle royal. So that man was Cesaro. Cesaro, at the end of the pre-show match had turned on Jack Swagger, uh, and went forwards to be in this, um, Cesaro won the match in the end with one of the best WrestleMania moments that, you know, they're going to play over and over again. Um, if you think Hogan slamming Andre looks good, the ease with which Cesaro picks up the Big Show, who is legitimately bigger than Andre, from what I understand, it was just a, a wonderful visual. Not the greatest match, but Battle Royals never are, particularly for me. Uh, but, yeah, a, a very cool ending, wasn't
0: it? Oh, it was fantastic. And um, the thing is, I was so sure the Big Show was going to win because it was be with keeping in tradition. Mm. A giant, Winter Giants Battle royal it's anniversary. He it used to be billed as Andre's son. Yeah. And then for Cesaro to come through and hit that move was great. It was, it was memorable that was Cesaro's WrestleMania moment
1: definitely definitely and uh, you know we'll see where that goes with Cesaro going forwards uh, there's some interesting developments with him but uh, not quite sure what they're doing with that <laughs> um, uh, next up after that we had a, a crazy sort of Papa Shango style voodoo entrance for Bray Wyatt as he took on John Cena in one of the most awkward singles matches I think I've ever seen Bray um,
0: Wyatt am I right in well sorry no. the lady performing the voodoo at the beginning um the, the lady wrestler that I happened to watch WrestleMania with assured me that that was Nikki Rocks, uh, who used to be uh, in TNA. Uh, oh, gimmick. Really? The Voodoo okay, Kid, no. the Voodoo Kid
1: Mafia, remember that? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. The Voodoo Kid Mafia, wow. How times have changed, eh? Um, yeah, uh, it may well have been. I'd, that sounds interesting if it was. I, I, I didn't know that at all, but um, this match was about as long as the Daniel Bryan Triple H match, but felt four times longer. I don't want to hate on Cena, because that's, that's a sort of smarky cool thing to do.
0: All right, well, I, I, I'm going to, instead of less slagging him up, he is a guy that's so used to being in the main event, and all he's done this year is use that time. Yes, he went over, but it's WrestleMania. You need to give the fans what they want to see. Yeah, there are a lot is. of pro John Cena supporters, and this is by no means the end of the feud, as far as I'm aware. No, not so at all. not at all. So, Prop to John Cena, he did the right thing at WrestleMania. He made, took himself out of the main event picture because it wasn't about him this year. And, uh, you know, kudos to the guy. He's the top owner in the company and yeah, he's happy to step down to, to mid card match.
1: Okay, no, that's fair enough. I, I, I just think he could have. Um... I don't know. I liked the stuff in it where they were teasing the whole oh, he's, you know, he's take, being taken over by the dark side. He's going to hit him with the chair or he's going to hit him with the... Something's, table. something's
0: going to turn Cena heel one day, but that's not it.
1: No, no. And I can't imagine they'd ever do it at WrestleMania. I think they'd be making a massive mistake, obviously. But, it, would uh, be, it would be comparable to an
0: Austin turned heel at the end of the main event of Mania. Which if he, you says would have
1: he to, yeah, regrets. Yeah, hugely.
0: But you would have to... I mean, for, for there to be a decent Cena heel turn, you have to have Face, who is as strong in popularity... Lesina is at the height of his popularity as a face, and I just don't see it happening anytime soon.
1: No, that's a that's a fair point. Um, Following up from that, we had the match which Boo thinks was the match of the night. Uh, Not necessarily because of the content, because uh, the very quick review from me, it was embarrassing. Um, It was it was slightly upsetting if you've ever been an Undertaker fan to see someone. The difference between Undertaker last year and this year was immense.
0: Guy hasn't wrestled for a year. Yeah. The guy should really, if he's going to get, I, I think at this point we want. It's a horrible way to put it, but I think I just, you just want it to be over now.
1: Yeah, I'm quite happy yeah. for that to be it now. That's 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 cool. Next year, Hall of Fame induction, cool little bit of WrestleMania where he walks down to the ring, says thank you, and and bows out gracefully. Um, it was. I know he he suffered a concussion, legitimately su- suffered a concussion early on in the well, match. He got he got
0: German done to his neck fairly early on yeah. into, the, into the match.
1: Um, yeah. So obviously he soldiered through. Which if they knew he wasn't, uh, this is the thing. I know he's got a reputation for being one of those wrestlers who just goes and never complains and has never sort of quit a match because of anything stupid, you know, or not, not stupid because concussion is really serious, but.
0: That's just our serious day. He was, yeah,
1: no, I, I agree. I think they could have ended that earlier than they did. I think that they, they could have just worked around around it. And he was obviously not himself wrestling that match. You know, he was I, on I, his back I, for a lot of the match. Yeah, yeah, no, was, no it, was, it was like watching someone beat up an old man. And the Undertaker's, yeah, all right, he's he's older in years in terms of wrestling, but he's not an old guy. He's, no. you know, he's people say, oh yeah, well, he's an old guy because. <laughs> You know, he, he's got the grey hair when he's you know not undertaken up ready to do a match. But he didn't look ready for that match. He didn't look at all like he was match fit like he was even last year or the year before. Um, it's time to just go, yeah, okay. Um, I wish I'd bet on the match. I wish I'd bet against The Undertaker because I'd be a happy, happy man. Uh, some of the odds people were getting before WrestleMania uh, for Brock Lesnar going over were... Pretty the high. The
0: problem is, a couple of hours before the show kicked off, yeah. there was obviously some leaks because the uh, the odds changed immensely on the night.
1: I think <laughs> it was probably just someone watching the Undertaker walk from his car to the arena and thought, uh, "There's no way <laughs> on God's green earth he's going over." But um, yeah, so I, I think if you're going to give it to anyone, yeah, why not Brock? You know. <laughs>
0: i have got to understand, from, from Undertaker's point of view, Brock Lesnar is a legitimate yep. UFC MMA world champion. Mm-hmm. I would much rather see someone like that go over than someone like CM Punk, who is just a lot smaller. And, yeah. I, and all the arguments, oh, well, they should have given it to someone young and up-and-coming.
1: What if that up-and-comer then fucking blows it? Completely. Brock is an attraction. He is the Andre the Giant of our generation. He is the guy that you bring in every couple of months to just, kick someone's ass yes okay John Cena went over you know yes Triple H had to beat him um you know he's not coming particularly strong from those however now is the chance to rebuild him as this killer heel who you can just you know use and Paul Heyman's as we've said before Paul Heyman's the greatest talker in the business at the moment I I can quite happily listen to him um talk for forever um and is obviously going to continue to push that Thing of Brock Lesnar being the defeater of the streak uh, in every opportunity that he gets.
0: It's now Michael Cole with the WrestleMania streak, isn't it?
1: Apparently so, yes. <laughs> 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 Embarrassingly, yes, it uh, it does appear to be Michael Cole, uh, which is quite worrying, really.
0: Will he defend the streak next year, Dave? He needs to put up or shut up. Like, fuck it, even I think I could have the streak now.
1: Well, let's um, let's see what happens. Uh, so that was, yeah Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker uh, Brock Lesnar in the shock win uh, taking the streak now to 21-1 uh, and one. AJ Lee uh, won the Vicky Guerrero Divas Championship Invitational uh, this was by all accounts Vicky's last appearance with the WWE for a while she's uh, taken some time out to go back and have some family time as she did a few years ago as well so I would imagine we'll, we'll see her back at some point but um, it's not as if she's sort of the most important thing to the to the business at the moment but uh so and she gets she gets good
0: heat um and yeah, if she's gone if she if she's gone it's a shame i mean but i could never imagine i mean i mean if eddie was still alive you could never imagine eddie's wife was one of the most over kind of heel characters on tv all she has to do is her excuse me and people boo the fucking building down so good um it, it wouldn't be a huge loss but I, I think it would be a loss to that kind of audience participation but
1: but again, I, I, I go back to the Jim Cornette comment of how can I miss you if you won't go away? So, you know, take some time out. Go and spend some time with your family. She can come back. People will remember her. You know, she's, she's been around during this time. Absence
0: makes the heart grow fonder, so why don't you fucking make me fond of you? <laughs> <laughs> Is it? I like it. I
1: like that. I like and that, that was this that week's Milky It podcast here, so thanks for joining us. Um... I'm not you, David! <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, so, yes, AJ went over. Um, no secret that she... She took the championship that night, lost it the next night on Raw uh, to, to newcomers. We'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. Um, the main event, obviously, Daniel Bryan, uh, fresh from his win at the beginning of the, uh, the pay-per-view, uh, went on to face Randy Orton and Batista. Um, again, this was given sort of 20 minutes or so. That seemed to be the uh, the uh, magic number this year. Um, but unlike John Cena's match and Brock Lesnar's match, that 20 minutes went quite quickly. Uh, it seemed to go pretty quickly uh, altogether. And Daniel Bryan took... The, uh, the world championship uh, by submission. Uh, I think, did he? And as he locked on, I was like, Benoit! Benoit! Oh. Yeah. No, I mean, uh,
0: did you, sorry, but no no joke, did you feel the parallels?
1: Yes, very much so. There was yeah. there was a number of moves that he was doing that I just thought, is this deliberate or.
0: I really didn't think they were going to let him win by submission either. I thought, no, it's too Benoit. <laughs> it <is> too <laughs> Benoit. He's taking on two main eventers. One yep. is the one establishes champion. Yeah, yeah. Thrown into the mix, someone like you's not meant to be champion. Blah blah blah. Yeah. out, finish with a little crossface. Uh, the only thing it was missing was uh, Eddie Guerrero running into the ring and having a cry with him.
1: Yes, we we even had the ticker tapes at the end and all that kind of stuff. Didn't we? It was uh, it was very very eerie to see. And, uh,
0: and just and just for the nosy, that was his sister and niece. They got into the ring with him at the end in case you didn't know who that the young lady was that was celebrating with him
1: yes anyone who's seen the Colt Cabana documentary Wrestling Road Diaries um, they are involved in that they go and stay at their house and um, they are genuinely that his sister is genuinely one of the nicest people you could ever meet and Daniel Bryan comes across as one of the nicest guys you could ever meet so um, if nice guys finish last they certainly didn't at this Wrestlemania as he managed to take the World Heavyweight Championship uh, so overall Wrestlemania for me like I say that four hours flew by apart from during the uh, Brock Lesnar Undertaker match to the point where I was drinking a cup of tea as the three count was delivered <laughs> and myself like most of the people in the audience didn't even imagine that was going to be a three count I thought the ref had messed something up uh, so it was one of those sort of spit out your tea moments And oh, oh okay I should have been paying attention so I had to go back and, and, and watch the uh, the replay of it but uh, yeah, so I thought it was good. I I genuinely thought it was a good WrestleMania. certainly better than the past couple of years.
0: Yes, it was easily one of the most enjoyable WrestleManias I've seen in quite a few years. It it would be talked about up there with like kind of 17 mm. and some of the more classic ones. It was very well put together. There wasn't a lot of celebrity bullshit. Uh, it was about the wrestlers. It was about the end of uh, various eras. It's the end of the Hogan era, it's the end of the Austin era, it's the end of the Rock era. It's a big Maybe not. The Daniel Bryan era, I don't think it will be much more than what it is now, the Yes Movement. It is. Yeah. Sadly, no matter what Triple H says, it's true. It's a fad. And fads in wrestling, um, there's only a few fads in wrestling that have lasted forever. And that's
1: Hulkamania,
0: Austin 316, and Do You Smell What The Rock Is Cooking. And that is why those guys opened the show.
1: Absolutely. there was Unfortunately, as you say, there was no one bigger than those three who came out that night. Um, the, the in-ring stuff was decent, um, but that opening promo for me was probably the highlight. Loved the Daniel Bryan Triple H match, like I say, but that opening promo was just one of the best things I've seen in a long time. I mean,
0: the shock of seeing... I mean, I had to kick awake the person I was watching it with to tell them that The Undertaker had just lost. I mean, mm. there are moments from this WrestleMania that we will take with us, and monumental moments. And like, Daniel Bryan, his double duty... Was huge, yeah. but I mean, for me, the most memorable thing—the thing I'm taking away from this WrestleMania—is the fact that the Undertaker, you know, that was designed to shock. And I must say, as soon as that happened, I looked at the people I was watching it with and went, "Well, I guess we're, I guess uh, we were getting the storybook ending of the main event."
1: Yes, he, you you couldn't have shabbed, had, it. yeah, you couldn't have had him lose the streak and Daniel Bryan not walk away uh, WrestleMania. that's when I thought because we I mean we spoke a couple of weeks ago about our WrestleMania predictions and we said you know we saw Evolution coming out and giving them a beat down and sort of ending with that I mean and that has happened in a strange way on raw this week where evolution have got back together and, and they have started using the music and the you know, the logo again. And there's only one very wrinkly old man in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, who was probably crying into his beer, but um, yeah, the, so the three of them have got back together, but uh, and it didn't happen at WrestleMania, but they have gone on with it. You, you, you're right. You couldn't have done a heel ending. You couldn't have done a beat down and, and left the, the crowd not enjoying that. But uh, overall, yeah, a very, very good WrestleMania and uh, a very, very good wrestlemania weekend only like we say overshadowed a little bit by the uh, the knowledge that the ultimate warrior passed away shortly after
0: you wanna milk it and you know you gotta milk it and you know if you asked razor how he was doing the standard response was better than you chico